May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their numbers those who were being saved. This is God's word for God's people.
the Lord of wind and flame. I will tend the poor and lame. I will set a feast for them. My hand will save. Finest bread I will provide till their hearts be satisfied. I will give my life to them. Whom shall I send? Here I final Sunday of a six-Sunday sermon series on our stewardship series called Celebrating Faith, Good for You, Good for Others. And over the course of the last five weeks, Pastor Walt has done an excellent job outlining the membership vows of the United Methodist Church and how we ask you as members of the church to make commitments in five areas in your witness, in your presence, in your prayers, in your service, and in your gifts. And some of you five weeks ago went, oh my gosh, it's a five-week series talking about money. But as you know, we only spent one of those five weeks actually talking about money. We believe that stewardship is more than money. It's about us growing into who God has called us to be. God has placed us on this earth and has entrusted skills and gifts and tools for our use to take care of God's planet and to love the planet into bringing about God's kingdom here. So our goal over the last six weeks has been to be in prayerful consideration about how we might examine each of those aspects of our lives in ways that help us to grow, to take that next step of faith in such a way that we are allowing God to grow us into the disciples that God desires us to be to in some ways get ourselves out of the way so that God can take over and that God can use us for God's purposes. Over the last five weeks, Pastor Walt has done an excellent job at lifting up the scriptures that highlight the importance of each of those five areas. 
And today's scripture we saved for today because it does something unique. It integrates all five of our membership vows into one passage. In six short verses, it reminds us that we grow and thrive and become the kingdom of God when we celebrate our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Amazing things can happen. The scripture takes place in the book of Acts as the church is being founded. It is a story of the early church of the first converts. And the things that are so important is that everyone is spirit-filled and everyone strives to be spirit-led. That's what we strive for as a church in general. We strive to listen to how God is molding and shaping us so that we can be who God desires us to be. The reality is, is that our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness come up in our lives in different ways for each and every one of us. For some of us, you may be going, okay, you've asked me to make a commitment in all five of these areas, and I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. But when we challenge ourselves, we give ourselves the opportunity to grow into something more than we thought was possible. We give ourselves the chance to see what God makes possible when we get ourselves out of the way. And the reality is that for each of us, our commitment's going to be different because our levels of commitment at this point are different. Some of us might admit that the only time that we say the Lord's Prayer is on a Sunday morning when we're called to do it in worship, and we go, oh, yeah, okay, I know that. I'm going to pray it. And we're going to choose to make the commitment to not just pray it on Sunday morning when we're in worship together, but to pray it every day of the week so that we have the opportunity to be in conversation with God and let God shape us and mold us in that process. For other of us, we're like, okay, well, I already pray five times a day, Rachel, and if you do, I'm very proud of y'all. And if you don't, that's okay. But if you are someone who prays a lot already, Maybe you want to challenge yourself to pray for someone or something that you haven't incorporated into your prayer life before. So if it's, I'm really good at praying for the prayer concerns that I know, but I'm not really good at for praying for the world and the natural disasters and the, and the chaos going on, maybe you choose to make that something that you incorporate into your prayer life so that you can... Take that next step. I will confess to you that, and some of you have heard me say this before, that I never viewed myself as a public speaker when I was growing up. And it was through going on a service project, Sierra service project with my youth group, that I was called to speak out in public for the first time. And I was scared. My knees were knocking. I was a little trepidatious and a little anxious when my small group said, hey, Rachel, will you write the prayer and lead the prayer for our nightly devotional? I spent three hours writing a prayer that ended up being two and a half to three minutes long because it was something that was new to me. It was outside of my comfort zone. But I recognized that that one opportunity of saying yes to that invitation and saying yes to God helped me to grow to be the woman that I am today standing in front of you. And sometimes we need that invitation. 
And hopefully our pledge cards are just such an invitation so that we might see something new take shape. The reality is, is that our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness are woven into the very fabrics of our being. They create the cloth that makes us us so that we are strong and are fortified by God's grace as we go into the world. But the reality is, is that we don't stand alone. We are woven together or stitched together into the quilt that makes us the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village. We each bring our own different hues and dynamics and patterns, our own unique gifts and graces that allow us to become something more than we can be on our own. We're created into a beautiful tapestry that shines in the world, or hopefully shines in the world, just like these two quilts that are sitting here do. Now, hopefully our quilts are on display, unlike these quilts were this morning when I pulled them out of a drawer. They were gifted to Mark and Maya before their birth by a beloved friend of ours who wanted to do something to bring honor to them. And she took the time to prayerfully consider how to assemble all of the different pieces and fabrics in such a way to create the, the quilt before us. Similarly, God has stitched us together in such a way that we make this faith community, that we are set into the world and put on display so that others might experience God's grace, God's love, God's peace, and God's justice through the ways in which we live in the world. But the reality is, is that we're stronger when we're all present to each other, when we all take the opportunity to give our best to ourselves, to our church community, and to the world. That's how celebrating our faith is good for us and good for others, in that as we grow in our faith, we are serving God in such a way that lives are transformed and that people are impacted. And they say, something powerful is going on in that place. I'm in awe of the way that the Spirit is moving, and I need to be a part of that. I need to add my fabric to that tapestry so that something new, something bigger, something more profound can be created. And that new and bigger and more profound is the kingdom of God. When we make small faith commitments by saying, I'm going to do this to grow in my service. I'm going to do this to grow in my witness. I'm going to do that to grow in my prayer life. We are allowing God to challenge us, to stretch us, and to be more than we were before. And the reality is, is that when we say yes to these small things now, we're prepared and open and willing when God calls us for the big ask, when God challenges us to do more, when God invites us into a new relationship, when God summons us to something profound. In a couple of minutes, we're going to uh, sing a song as a transition to dedicating our pledge cards and our commitments. And it's the song called The Summons. If you want to look at it, it's on page 2130 of The Faith We Sing. And I want to lift up some of the words to you, because I think sometimes when we sing it, we miss the words because we're so busy making sure that we got the meter and the tempo right that we don't pay attention to what the words say. And I think the words are absolutely powerful. I will confess that verse four is my absolute favorite, 
but all of them have something rich and powerful to teach to us. The first one, and this whole song is an invitation from God. God asking us, will we come and follow if God but calls our name? So it, the first verse is all about that. Will you come and follow me if I but call your name? Where you, will you go where you don't know and never be the same? The truth is, is that when we say yes to God, we are transformed. We are made new. And we're not the same person that we were before. And it's hard to let go of some of those things that we, that we loved about ourselves in the past. But when we recognize that we're better with God, we are transformed and no longer the same. Verse 2 talks about, will you care for cruel and kind? And sometimes that's hard. It's easy to care for those that are kind to us, but harder to care for those that have done evil in the world. We lifted up prayers this morning for evil that was done in Pittsburgh. And I pray that as we pray for those that were hurt and harmed, that we pray that the person who, who caused this pain is also transformed in some way so they recognize the ill that they did and that they can seek God's forgiveness in the process. And that's hard for us to say. Some of you might be going, I'm not ready to go there, Rachel. But God challenges us too. And what does that mean for us? Oh, in verse 4, will you love the you you hide? So often, we hide parts of ourselves from each other. We take that fabric that is us and we try to make it as small as possible so that people can't see who God has created us to be. And I'll say this over and over again until you believe it in yourself. You are God's beloved child who is beautiful to behold. And God wants you to shine and radiate that light and that blessing that he has given you to others. Don't hide yourself. Please believe that you are beautiful and that God loves you because that is our starting point and that is our truth. Will you quell the fear inside? Will you use the faith you found to reshape the world around? When we embrace who God has created us to be, when we take those steps of faith that challenge us to be more than we were before, we are reshaped, and hopefully in the process, we are reshaping the world as well, because our ultimate goal is to achieve the kingdom of God, to experience God's grace here on earth in real and tangible ways. The truth is that God invites us, as in the last verse, that God will move and live and grow in us and us in God. And it's a great gift that we have a God who wants to be in relationship with us and invites us to grow in faith. In Wesleyan terms, we're invited to grow towards perfection, which is a little intimidating. Actually, let's be honest, it's a lot intimidating. But each time that we take a step beyond where we are now and grow closer to God, we are growing towards perfection. We are growing towards who God created us to be and wants us to be. The small commitments that we make today will help us grow into the future of what the church is supposed to be. One, more, one last analogy about the quilts, and then I'll, I'll leave the quilts alone. The person who made these for us has been quilting for a while. If you come up and look at it, you can see the different techniques and styles that she used. And the reason that they are as beautiful as they are now is because she kept challenging herself 
to try one new thing, and one more new thing, and one more new thing. Our stewardship campaign is inviting us to try one more new thing. Sometimes we fail, but sometimes we achieve something new that allows us to do more, to go further than we ever thought we could before. Just as when we practice a skill like quilting, we need to practice our faith and our stewardship so that we might honor who God has made us to be and honor God to the best of our abilities. Amen?